0: Hello, Graham Norton here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose for another podcast. Let's get cracking. Patrick Vale and Louis McCartney pop in to tell me all about the brand new production of Stranger Things. Show chef Martha has one of the best of recipes, perfect for Firework night. We'll also squeeze in a round of Word Up and Maria McCurlin is here. We'll be putting our heads together to answer your dilemmas in Graham's Guide. Let's cross to her now. Hello, Maria.
1: Hey, good morning, Mr. Graham Norton. Hi, how are you? Well, I- it's been battering, battering down the, battening down the hatches in on the south coast, I swear. It hasn't stopped raining, Graham, for six whole days. Yesterday, there was a small window of opportunity for sunshine and people came blinking like apocalyptic zombies into the light because they've been <laughs> hunkered down during the storms. It's been really bad.
0: Oh, you must feel like Noah. <laughs>
1: I know. I was thinking I could build an ark, but then I look at the conditions of the sea, and I think no. you know, my balsa wood skills are not up to it.
0: And also, you need a second dog, and uh, you know the first one is already causing problems. <laughs>
1: I know. Well, it's been so windy that even I cannot go out. Well, you know, now it's past Storm Kieran. Couldn't go out of the front door, so the dog didn't stand a chance. When you say um, Storm
0: Kieran's gone, I'm looking out the window. This is Storm somebody. I mean, it might might be Kieran. It's worse than it was. It's terrible. I think
1: this is Storm Peregrine. I'm starting to name them myself now because I'm bored (laughs) with the names that they get. But no, it was... um, Really, biblical, the whole thing. And this is what's going to happen now, I think, isn't it? Um, oh, I loved your show last night, by the way. Oh, thank Miriam you. Miriam I think she's toned down her act, hasn't she? Well, I think
0: she she has. Like, this new book isn't quite as rude. And I think, you know, she's being a bit more thoughtful, a bit more political. Uh, yeah. I mean, which she, always, glad, she because, always was. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think she just sort of got overwhelmed. Oh, what I've been doing, I must just tell you, while I've been, you know, hunkering down, waiting for the storm to pass and building my balsa ark arc, is reading India Night's Beauty Edit. I have to recommend this because it's like... its Actually, what it says is, what works when you're older... And, you know, we all get a look, especially men with their hair, but women with their makeup and all of that. Oh, yes. And when you when you age and you change and your hair changes and your face changes, you can't keep doing that look. And what's lovely about this is she has all her recommendations. It's like being... Somebody's holding your hand while you're in the beauty department of a big department store instead of those people with too much makeup on who are trying to sell you everything. She tells you what's good and what's not and what she actually has herself. I mean, it's been a a joy. Isn't the the top tip cut your hair? (laughs) Um, What, for men and women?
0: Everybody. No one one over a certain age should have long hair
1: well there is that but you know there's a defiance about it but the reason people cut their hair is because when you get older menopause etc for women it just gets thin and falls out and I used to wonder why people had very short hair when they were older but sort of face and it's like hair tips face tips fashion tips it's a really sweet and kind of comforting book so whilst the wind raged I worked out what I was going to be buying next time I'm in a big department store Selfridges baby
0: I mean the transformation is going to be huge it's going to be, amazing. It's going to be like a makeover I'm not yeah. sure
1: you'll recognise me Graham <laughs> I, I think it might be quite a shock for you
0: and while we're recommending <laughs> things I should recommend uh, Crazy yes. For You I went to see it in the West my sister was here and I thought oh I need to take her to something so we went to uh, a, a musical in the West End and Crazy For You Charlie Stemp in Crazy For You it's at the Gillian Lynn Theatre which is where Cats was now and forever and uh, it is just the happiest, joyous spectacle you can imagine. It's just gr- great. Really, I think really all recommend it. We need
1: joy right now, don't we? It's like, where can I find some small crumb of joy? Honestly, uh, you know, well, you'll find a great. you'll
0: find a great big lump of joy in there. Not even crumbs. Just like just a big slice of joy. It is fantastic. Uh, and did you and
1: Paula dance all the way home? No, we
0: did not do that because uh, we read Indian Nights <laughs> book and found out that's very aging. Don't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Movement is very good when you're older. I have to say that, Graham. We
0: just went for a small crab salad. (laughs)
1: Of course. Oh how lovely.
0: Yes. And then went home. Yeah, that was it.
1: When I was um when I was in the midst of the storm I was reminded of when you bought that house just along from here on also on the south coast. And I remember when you first moved in and you rang me up and you said, I think I bought a very expensive wind chime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that house did rattle and whistle. Oh, Good luck to whoever's in it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's what it's been like. There's been a lot of whistling going on.
0: <laughs> I sometimes Google it to see if it's still there. It is. <laughs> I thought it might have fallen down, or blown off away to by France,
1: now. Actually, <laughs> yes,
0: it is the Ark. <laughs> there's, there's two small dogs on an upper balcony. Virgin Radio. Graham's
2: guide.
1: Yes. Graham. Yes. I forgot to say you were on my television in the ad breaks this week. For Waitrose at a really lovely party and I wasn't there. Can you explain that?
0: I know, it's shocking, isn't it? I only went because I was assured you'd be there. And... uh, Then you weren't. It was like, it because it was filmed in an actual house. It wasn't filmed in a set. It was like being at a very early Christmas party. And they had all the food. And they were, and actually, that Depeche Mode song, they were actually kind of pumping it through the house. So everyone was in such a good mood. It was a lovely. Yeah. Are you sick of yeah.
1: that Depeche Mode song now? No, I
0: love that Depeche Mode song <laughs> yeah, so much. I know I love it. I mean, love you- it.
1: Love it. You look very, very beautiful in that, can I say? And I do mean beautiful, but I, mean, you're only in it twice. And I was thinking they're probably paying him quite a lot of money and they've only used him twice.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it makes you look very enigmatic. Anyway, I'm going to read you a problem now. Please I think do. I tire of the fact that I wasn't in the Waitrose advert and you were. Boo. All right,
0: <laughs> okay, off you go.
1: Dear Graham and Maria, this is quite a long one. Dear Graham and Maria, my mother lives in a ground floor flat which she owns with my husband and I she has a parking space which isn't too close to the which isn't close to the flat but we're happy with it since the people who live on higher floors have further to take their shopping and there aren't any lifts she does not have a car but I do, and I visit her about three times a week. She also has friends with cars and my brother who lives further away, but visits less frequently. There is another lady also living on the ground floor who has severe health conditions and three years ago lost her husband who was her carer. Our car parking space, are you still with me? Is closer to her flat than hers is, probably about 10 meters from her front door compared to 20 meters to her space. She asked my mother if she could use our space and we use hers. Initially, I didn't have a problem with this. However, due to where her space is, which is in the centre of the car park and the fact that I wasn't parking there every night, it meant that someone else was parking there and whenever my mum's friends or I came to visit, we had nowhere to park. I left polite notes on the car that this parking space was ours, but they were ignored. Since our space is on the side of the car park and not in the centre, we didn't seem to have the same issues with someone using our space all the time. Lost the will to live. I then told the lady that the arrangement wasn't working. Her solution was to write to the management company, requesting that the parking arrangement, uh, temporarily, was permanently changed. Whilst this is brilliant for her, it's only going to make my problem Worse, My question is, should I just let her have the space legitimately as she lives there and I don't? I have agreed she can use it at the moment but my mum is 86 now and who knows what is around the corner. I feel we are being bullied into swapping and that is from Bev in Halifax. Oh, Bev in Halifax, while I feel hmm, something of your pain, largely because your letter was so long, You don't even live there, Bev, in Halifax. You are young. This lady has got problems. You only visit. Can you walk from a difficult parking space, even if you have to drive around and find another one? Can you not walk in to see your mum? In terms of first world problems, Bev, in Halifax, I know it's all relative, but this has to be pretty high up there. I mean, look, if your mum... is. Doesn't last very much longer, which you seem to be intimating, and you move in, then you get the parking space back and you can make the disabled lady park miles away. I don't know, but really, you don't live there. This lady needs it. Your mum doesn't have a car. This is a minor, minor, minor inconvenience, Bev, in Halifax. I wish I was more sympathetic for you, to you, but I'm not. Sorry. It, well,
0: I would say, look, they own this flat. So actually, it's not quite as simple as just swapping things. It's about the value of your flat. And it, having a car park nearer to the flat will be marginally kind of, you know, better. So I would definitely say to Bev, write to the management company, go, no you know this wasn't our idea uh we like our our car parking space where it is thank you very much then you know then it's up to <sighs> you you either let the woman swap but don't let don't permanently reassign the, the car parking space. Don't do that. Then well, it's no, up to I you mean, whether you whether you buy one of the, you know, when you get a, a cone and you put it in really? your space and no one else, but then you're one of those people. So, yeah, and you're only going you're three times a week. I, I do feel for the mom whose friends are coming to visit because, you know, presumably they're in their 80s and they don't want to walk the extra 10 metres. Um, you know, so... It is a slightly more uh, complicated and, and bigger problem than I think you're suggesting, Maria. I, I feel, well, the, I, I feel, I feel it is impacting on the mother as well. Y-
1: yes and no. I do feel the mother is 86, and the other lady who's got had a carer who's died, and you know is clearly this is a problem that will can I say resolve itself at some point, then presumably Bev in Halifax, you will take ownership of the flat where your mother lives, that you and your husband have shared. Then you can be more kind of rigid about your car parking space and start kind of, you know, fencing it off so no one else will use it. But I think for now, yes, you know, how difficult is it to walk 20 metres from the old car parking space to you know as opposed to 10 meters i just feel i've read that letter and i'm never going to get that time back i feel
0: i I ought to know more about how long a meter is i have no idea i have
1: no idea well if you stretch your arms out either side (laughs) that's about a meter
0: so if i could stagger 10 i could probably stagger 20 couldn't i
1: Yeah, I mean, it is slightly splitting hairs. Parking is annoying and I know that it makes people crazy. So I fully expect the Virgin Radio listeners to have quite a lot to say about this because it's one of those issues that makes people murderous. And I think Bev is not far off that stage at the moment. But I would like her to just take a deep breath and think about the wider picture here. Well,
0: you know what? It's one of those things no good deed goes unpunished. They were trying to be nice to this woman and now it's come back and kind of, you know, it's all turned bad. The Responses Part 1 of my favourite responses today will be getting a bottle of, you heard me, (laughs) now yours are picked up. Mm, We texted in. Uh, It's Astrolab, Arbiteri, Sauvignon Blanc. Delicious. It's an exceptional example of Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc made exclusively for waiters and partners by the small family run Astrolab Winery. Oh, yes. It's got nettled green grass, a crisp saline saline edge, and a long finish. It's delicious on its own. I could just stop reading there, couldn't I? (laughs) It's delicious on its own. Okay, good. (laughs) Done. Claire and Luke, not so sympathetic. Wow, this young woman could just walk from a space elsewhere further away, even if that car park space is, is used. Try and do a nice thing for a disabled lady, and instead of spending ages writing about this, get out and stretch your legs. The exercise will mean you will have a longer life, and maybe someone will pay the favour back to you, and you'll get a kind gift of a closer space one day. Now, Claire and Luke, they've done the kind thing, but it's gone a bit wrong. That's all we're saying. And the fact is, it's this isn't just kind of random spaces. They come with the flat. You bought the flat. You got the space. It's yours. You should be able to use it. Is the parking spot on the deeds? You have no idea if there are further benefits of one slot over the other, e.g. access. We have a slot for our car against a wall. We'd love someone to swap, but who would be stupid enough to do that? Rent the slot to her if you want, but never give it up. So says Nick from Yorkshire. Don't give it up. Now this is interesting. From Hillary in uh, Kilmalcolm says two flats in our block did exactly the same thing, and the people who agreed the swap are having a nightmare trying to swap it back. Now the disabled person has moved on. The other thing that happened is they got disabled marking installed, which was a big mistake because although a privately owned space, it means anyone with a disabled permit can park there. Beware! Who knew? Who knew? Thank you very much, Hillary, uh, Ellie and Simon. Oh, this has sparked quite the debate in their car. We both agreed that the issue isn't really the swapping of spaces in 10 metres versus 20 metres. It's about the annoying people who park in spaces that aren't theirs. And that is the key thing, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter who owns the space. They know it's not theirs. It doesn't matter whether it's that lady or that lady. You know it doesn't belong to you. Uh, if that wasn't happening, it wouldn't be an issue. The older lady who owns the other one needs to write as well to get the management company to take action to stop the bad people parking in a space that isn't theirs. Okay, so says Ellie and Simon. Uh, wine, the delicious example of Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc, uh, AstroLab uh, Awa Sauvignon Blanc, that is going to go to Hillary in
1: Kil for her words of warning.
3: Graham's got-
1: Right, problem number two, this is a thorny one as well. Dear Graham and Maria, I have been in a new relationship for a few months where things have developed quite fast. She is always messaging and ringing and I know she's genuine with her feelings. Plus, I have taken to her little boy, which she loves so much. She was previously married for 10 years and her divorce just came through. While she was newly single, she was involved in non-monogamous relationships, which she has been totally honest about and open. She is still in contact with some of these people, but does not have any physical contact. "'She sees one of them regularly, as they are best friends. "'I have met him a few times, and it does seem genuine that there is nothing like that going on with them now. "'They're just friends. "'He's even said to me that he will never come between us, or even attempt to. "'Although he does still have strong feelings for her, "'and I do worry, even though she promises me, that he knows where the boundaries are.' The latest though, is that she has told me that she really wants me to be there for her divorce celebration party later this month. The thing is, she has said that there could be up to five people there with whom she has had sexual relations in the past. She does not see or understand why this could be a problem for me, as it is in the past, and she said she would marry me to prove that she belongs to me and me only. She also says she does flirt sometimes, but that she would always tell somebody no if they tried anything once again. As in her words, she belongs to me and only me. And she loves me more than she can explain. I just don't know whether to go forward with this relationship. And that is from Darren in Switch. I'm slightly alarmed by your your letter, Darren. Switch. Can I just tell you once and for all that no one, no one, belongs to you. And only you. No one belongs to anyone. She is her own person. I I can't help but feel, Darren, in Ipswich, that your friend who is literally just got divorced and having a divorce party shortly needs to spread her wings a bit. That much is obvious from her, as you say, non-monogamous relationships. Five of these people are going to be at the party. This is going to be difficult for you. You want somebody who belongs to you and you only. You, see, I mean, these two people, chalk and cheese, you are so far apart in where you're at right now. I don't know what you want, but I'm alarmed by what you seem to want, which is kind of ownership and people for not to have a past. And if you see somebody that maybe she had a past with, it's going to upset you. This, I'm going to say to you, Darren, I would not go forward with this relationship, but I would... Have a look at yourself and think what you want and you know how you want someone to be because owning someone is not good. Thinking they don't have a past is not good. Being accepting of them, whoever they are, is good. I think this lady is gonna find you too cloying and controlling, can I say that word? And she needs to spread her wings a bit. She's she's newly divorced. She needs to just fly and be free for a while. Graham, what do you think? I'm Sounds like she's been spreading her wings quite a lot, I I would say. So um, I, I wouldn't worry about
0: that too much. I think she's, she's certainly had her fun. I think you're being a bit unfair, Maria, because it's that oh I belong to you only you that's coming from her I mean she may think that's what he wants to hear but yes. she's saying it not him so I think you know to be fair to Darren I think Darren the, the problem is it's like you have this vision of romantic love but once you're past about the age of 17 I would say there's got to be some <laughs> there's going to be some skeletons knocking around in that wardrobe and at least she's telling you about them you're not going to be surprised you're not going to you know it's not like you're going to be in a taxi on the way home and you're going to discover what you what you slept with five people at that party you know she, you know going in and I think that's kind of admirable that she's been totally honest and that makes me kind of like her and also you know like I say once you get past a certain age and you start dating people and they've had previous relationships this happens there will and and she must be very nice because everyone stayed friends with her I mean so yeah. you know
1: I mean Darren to me Graham I don't know if you agree feels to me like he's emotionally quite young quite sort of immature emotionally, whereas this friend is quite emotionally mature and has I think she's trying to warn him that, you know, this is who she is. And when she does say, um, you know, to prove that I belong to you and only you, and I would marry, I think she is just telling him wants to, what he wants to hear because she wants to reassure him. But if Darren needs that much reassurance about somebody who has clearly had a past, has been married, this is her divorce party, then I don't think, cause it's gonna eat him up. It's eating him up, he's written to us. I mean, how many uh, I
0: wonder how many relationships Darren's had, because you know, because this woman, she was married for 10 Ten years she's had her non-monogamous flings all of that so you know they're not young these people i don't think you know they must be kind of in their late 30s out of thought so you know darren if this is one of your first relationships it's this you know you're gonna have to get used to this because if you don't go forward this relationship whoever you meet next will also have a past because that's just the way life is. So, you know, you either roll with the punches or you get out of the ring, I would say.
1: And maybe he goes to the divorce party, Graham, and he sees, you know, to tell how he feels about everybody, because I think he's going to be just lurching from pillar to post, feeling awful about, oh, yet another one. And there's another one she's had a relationship with or whatever. Um, And it's going to make him... Be cross, and I don't think cross people are good together.
0: The responses part two, and my favorite responder uh, yet again will be getting a bottle of number one Astrolab Awatere Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, it's from Marlborough in New Zealand, made exclusively for Waitrose and Partners. Uh, Madeline in Hampshire, Darren, speaking to you as a mother of three young adult sons, my advice is get out. Ooh, hello, all right. Uh, You are clearly hearing the alarm bells already and they are making you uncomfortable. So deal with it sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, Jack in Birmingham. uh, My advice to Darren and his partner is to think about the child. Jack, you are so right. And myself and Maria totally kind of blanked that part of the problem. We totally kind of missed that bit in the letter, that there is a, a young person involved in all of this. Uh, he's gone through parents' divorce, mom's new friend, and all the changes that go with these things. Better cool it and take time to really think if this relationship is right for all three of you, not just yourself. Wise words, Jack. Um, yes, I wonder if the son has met all the other friends. We, we don't know. Uh, Lynn from Wirral. A divorce party? Sounds like an interesting party. Have you seen the ads for swingers? I think that you need to spread your wings somewhere else. Wise words from Lynn. Um, Jules in Bratton Ferry. I think Darren is looking for a reason to get out of the relationship, either that he... Either that, or he needs to have more self-confidence and believe that he's enough for her to change her ways. Life's too short to keep comparing himself to someone else's previous partners. He needs to be true to himself. If he was more confident and really cared for her, none of this would matter. So, turning the problem back on Darren. It's your problem, Darren. Shakespeare. Oh, hello. This is from Graham in Dumfries and Galloway. Shakespeare, I said again, teaches us to... "'Beware the green-eyed monster.' Jealousy will eat this poor man up through time. He has only been in the relationship for a brief time, yet has gone from zero to marriage in the space of five minutes. So he needs to take his foot off the gas and just enjoy his time with this woman. Good luck. Well, Darren, I think all of that was really good advice. I hope you heard it. Uh, but the bottle of Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc, the Astrolab attuary Sauvignon Blanc, I'm going to give that to Jack in Birmingham for his wise words. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. We are welcoming the stars of Stranger Things, Stranger Things the play. It's called The First Shadow and it opens at the Phoenix Theatre on the 14th of December, runs right through till next summer, the 25th of August. And I'm welcoming Louis McCartney. Hello. And Patrick Vale. Hello. There we go. See, now we've identified you, we can all do the talking. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's start with you, Patrick. So, you play a character that is in the TV show. Yes, or- yes. yes.
2: I play Dr. Brenner, who um, in the series is played by Matthew Modine and is sort of mysterious and opaque. And now we get to meet him th- 20 30 years later. So he's,
0: he's the doctor in kind of the basement he bit. Yes, yes, yeah. very much. Okay. Sort of arrives
2: in a black coat and has a quaffed
3: hair and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and who do you play, Louis? Uh, I'm playing young Henry Creel uh, in the TV show uh, played by Jamie Campbell-Bower in the older version and uh, Raphael Luce uh, in the younger. But we don't get to see a, a whole lot of him. And he's number one. He's the very first child with powers. And uh, we're just exploring how how that comes to be you know because it's very ambiguous he's just this monster in the tv show and seeing what's the roots and how did that happen to him okay and um were both of you really familiar with the show
0: or oh. did you have to binge it in order to? <laughs> go-
2: <laughs> i had to binge it for a refresher before coming in to sort of you know begin sort of yeah. working with this material but i had remember the first time when it first came out i was doing a show in los angeles and i was li- like living in a hotel which they put me up in and i would come home every single night and watch stranger things and eat pizza in a
0: like dark hotel room and wow now look at you and now look at me sitting in a hotel room in london yeah. eating pizza <laughs> <laughs> and you're in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about you Lou? did you have you watch? did you watch it all previously
3: uh yeah me and my brother absolutely loved it um but no I- I'm on the phone to my parents and they're all Stranger Things nerds and even my grandpa my grandpa phoned me last week and he was <laughs> like I've started to watch season one when do you show up I'm like not for a while you, you have it in for you oh that's what we need to say mm. so this is all a prequel yeah. so it's set in what 19... 59. 1959 mm.
0: 1959 of, co- of course because it's all set in the yeah. 80s yeah mm-hmm. that's right Graham <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nostalgic remember that <laughs> 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 to me it just looks like contemporary drama right. uh, but no, it's, it's the 1980s that is right yeah. uh, now you mentioned Brothers there so uh, So this is the original uh, Matt and Ross uh, Duffer uh, who created it. Yes. They've written this. Um, Um, Well, Kate Kate Treefry, who is a
2: staff writer and producer on the series, has written this play. The Duffers and Jack Thorne um, and Kate created the story, and Kate's been writing this really sort of remarkable play that is not only sort of its own little mini-series of Stranger Things on stage, but also serves as a proper play
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: because uh, have they been around for rehearsals or they they... did
2: come they showed
3: up it was so cool to meet them Uh, yeah Matt and Ross and they uh, it was all smiles they absolutely loved it Mm. Um, it was a it was a big hit in the wee tiny. Well, was that, it wasn't wee really tiny. We had this. We're in this Norse barn of a bunker room. of a rehearsal yeah. room, which was very unforgiving. But it was good because yeah. uh, it's brutal and uh, really fits.
0: And one of the things about watching the television show is obviously you know there are these worlds and you go through these holes and it's the upside down world. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Are they trying to recreate that theatrically? They're succeeding to recreate
2: it. It's amazing. I mean, this is the sort of thing that we were talking about earlier. We're saying that you know. In a film or a TV series, this would be done in a green screen and as the actors, you would be imagining it and then you'd be put in post-production later. But here with Mm. this, it's actually you're going to be in the same room with these things that happen and you're living and breathing among them. (laughs) It's a very, very jarring experience even to rehearse it.
0: But what was it like? But to rehearse it, they're not there or are they there? who the duffers well no no the the, the weird the, the the things and the upside yeah, down oh, um,
3: well yeah uh, very much so i mean you'll have to come and see it of course but there's uh, certainly elements from the tv show and if you could get on that stage and stand up you would find yourself right there yeah and when we rehearsed it would be this sort of approximations
2: but now it's sort of we're beginning the process of sort of adding all of
3: this oh, so are crazy. you in the theater already yeah oh yes we've yeah, uh, been yeah. there Three, three weeks, three weeks coming into our fourth wow. week of tech wow yeah it's so hard. when it's i mean uh, to people who don't know uh, tech
0: is when you go
3: through all the mm-hmm. cues and you
0: get the lighting and da, da, da. Yeah. so this sound, if you three weeks of this <laughs> it sounds quite
2: technical <laughs> it is indeed yeah. i sort of you know i've done tech processes before but usually it's sort of stand here and wait for you know the designer yeah. to get this properly done and this it's sort of it's a long haul but it's really it is very much going to pay off i mean these things are sort of being built slowly around you and you just start to see this amazing thing take shape
3: but you must be so ready for an audience now oh absolutely Mm -hmm. um it's like uh yeah just patrick saying there but this is my first tech and um it's all i hear is you're never going to have another tech like this in your life you'll never have another production like this it's completely new Mm. and to be And to see it grow, especially from rehearsals and to be in the, the Phoenix Theatre right now, it's just, it's mind-blowing because you're seeing it come to life. And we have a fantastic cast. We've got the intrepid trio, uh, mm-hmm. Joyce and uh, Bob and Hopper. And um, it, it's, the fans are there and they're waiting for us and we are looking to deliver. And I think we are. It's just, it's absolutely exciting.
0: And Louis, so it, it opens officially on the 14th of December, but people can see it
3: before then. Yes, we have a full month of previews uh, which we're very, very excited for, can't we? I was getting, last week, I couldn't sleep because it hit me. I was like, God, there's going to be audiences very, very, very soon. And it, it's just, it, it, it kind of blows my mind because we've been in this little bubble mm. for like a good eight weeks, nine weeks now, mm. it, which is also flown by. But um, it's gonna pop very soon. Am I right? This is your flooding. first theater experience. First theater? Yeah, it's never like this. I mean, the idea of rehearsing for how many weeks? Eight or
0: nine weeks? <laughs> no, exactly. No, and the thing that
2: is so you know Louis is an incredibly modest individual. Um, he the fact that this is his first theater job continues to sort of stun me every single day because he's not only is he brilliant in this play but he's like this you know he's also sort of our, our quarterback you know and he leads this company like you would not believe with this sort of stillness and like
3: just solid solid brilliance he's amazing So, where, where did they find you how did they find you um well my first edition was about a year ago it was a very long casting process um and I just got the addition through from my agent and um it was just you know the steps and just the grueling process of you don't know till you know. Yeah. Um, what was really exciting was when I got to work with Patrick for the first time. Mm. Um, you know, I, I could say a million things, but I would say his performance is sickly sweet. <laughs> and it is so caring and genuine. You just, you want to look away, but you can't. Wow. It, it really takes you. And but,
0: people people in, in, may have seen you in Oklahoma, in the West End, Patrick. Yes. Uh, because, I mean it must be just nice not to be in Oklahoma because you were in that for... How many
2: years were you in that for? No, it was basically like I was to Oklahoma what Carol Channing was to hella (laughs) Dollar, Like, or... Like, Zornum was, like, just me. Instead of descending down the stairs, I was just getting shot.
0: But but also, it kept kept coming back. Yeah, like yeah. Every it time, you, every time like, you must have gone, well, that's that. Yeah, uh, was, no, we're doing it again. No, it was like an infection that just won't go away.
2: <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's the most amazing thing that I got to, yeah. That show sort of started for me at in university where the director, Daniel Fish, came and directed students and then eight years went by and then the professional production that I had to audition for and jump through all those hoops for yeah. it happened and then it, the production sort of kept receiving interest and kept expanding and expanding and it brought me all the way here and now I'm in Stranger
0: Things. And now you're back. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's very cool. And funny. are both of you in it till next summer?
2: Oh, uh, yes. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we are. We're, we're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, yes, hey, we are. We're locked
2: We're doing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it. Um,
0: and yeah. we should say, I, I, you know, I've watched all of Stranger Things. Mm. I didn't know that this week is a big week for Stranger Things fans. Mm-hmm. I did not either
2: but it is indeed stranger things day um is
0: on no, the 6th of well november. yes yes well done 6th of november yes uh no. because that's the day that will buyers uh went missing yes, yes.
2: birthday yes
0: who knew who knew who knew apparently can, stranger <laughs> fans <laughs> things knew Not being <laughs> <least. Have> stranger <laughs> fan things have they been lurking around the theater trying to catch glimpses of the sets and the actors and things i
2: haven't seen any but i
0: have seen you know just folks um you know taking photos of the
2: marquee which we have a Mm. very jazzy marquee going on and there's a sort of a renovation
3: of the lobby of the theater that we're being sort of hinted at i don't really know yeah it's lovely to see people um really excited for it outside yeah Uh, when you just walk by and you feel like you have it's like one of those marvel movies with the the sunglasses and the heart and you're just like hey, you don't know who I am yet right, <laughs> no, yeah. you will, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for the two of
0: you it sounds amazing yeah. uh, that it's, it's just going to be huge uh, yeah. this is Stranger Things it's at the Phoenix Theatre uh, you can get the tickets and all the information at Stranger Things on Stage all one word Stranger Things on Stage a dot I should have said that before. StrangerThingsOnStage.com That's what you need. And uh, you can get yourself down to the Phoenix Theatre and see this show, which sounds eff- pick mm-hmm, uh yeah. well sold because it's hard oh, to good. talk about plays but yes yeah. you've sold it very well oh good good yeah, good yeah, yeah. the it, box office phone <laughs> is ringing right nice. now good. yeah it's, it's really all well. extraordinary so. uh well listen good luck i know you're off to rehearsal then because yes. you know yes. yeah off like, we go can't stop the stranger things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks a lot guys there's a round of word up but first ding ding hello
4: hello i made it
0: dear a traumatic morning
4: it was a bit traumatic. I had to, had to switch kitchens. I
0: know. You don't expect flooding on the 17th floor, you do you? You don't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: you expect it out there. Uh, yes. I was dodging I mean, the puddles to a, get in. There's a lot of it around,
0: <laughs> but you thought, oh, high and dry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not
4: today, but it's all right. I found myself a different oven, a different workstation, and we've rustled up. A little autumnal treat.
0: (laughs) It really is. Uh, What have you made?
4: So this is a sausage tray bake, which doesn't really give much away, does it? Just sausage tray bake. But it is a hoisin and sweet potato sausage tray bake. Oh,
0: lovely. Because this is one of your best ones.
4: It is. So Waitrose challenged me and said, come up with something that is nice and easy, but a really good version of a sausage tray bake. And I love it when they're a bit sticky. So sometimes Mm. you get that from onion marmalade or things like that. But I wanted to just... Give it a little Asian twist, so we've gone with hoisin sauce, it's got mushrooms in there, sweet potatoes, pak choy, sesame seeds. And it's really simple to make, which we all enjoy.
0: And also, I think the sweet potatoes are great because they cook faster, don't they, than a regular potato?
4: Yeah, I reckon so.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're baking a sweet potato, it's much faster than baking a regular potato.
4: that's true, yeah. So much quicker, and then it has this sauce which kind of marinates through all the sweet potato once they've got a little crispy... So that everything's got a nice flavour,
0: and is the idea that you could, you know, make this and then bring it out and serve it in little bowls on a, a firework night.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is firework night. Are you going to have any fireworks?
0: It's tomorrow night, isn't
4: it? Oh, yes, yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> my mind has been fried from the kitchen debacle. Yeah, the
0: trauma <laughs> from the trenches. Uh, no, it's tomorrow night. Um, I, I think there's something happening uh, in, in my neighbourhood oh, uh, tomorrow nice. night. I may or may not attend.
4: <laughs> Just watch yeah. out the window. Uh, yeah, I might do that. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, with yeah. your sausage tray bake. Yeah,
0: I'll watch, <laughs> I'll watch the strictly results and listen to the banging in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how to make it.
4: So, you're going to start with your sausages. I'm taking... It's a six sausage. This is a kind of a tray mix to serve three people, which is quite good for some people because a lot of people get annoyed. The recipes are either for two or four, and they're a three. So, if you're a three, this is for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Or leftovers the next day. Yeah. Um, so you want to take six sausages, put them into a roasting tin. You want an enamel or a metal roasting tin for recipes like this. Otherwise, you struggle to get that crispiness on the sausages. So the sausages go into a hot oven at two hundred and twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. They're in for ten minutes. Just I mean getting that a, is a hell of a, a hot, hot oven. Oven. Well, you want crispy. Yeah. You want okay. a crispy sausage. So they go in. They bake for 10 minutes. And whilst they're baking, you prep your vegetables. So we're taking a large sweet potato, cutting that into about two centimetre chunks, uh, a red onion, cut it into little wedges, and then two big flat oyster mushrooms, or not oyster mushrooms, sorry, portobello mushrooms. Ah, your portobello. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, slice them up. And then all of those things get added into the sausage tray with a little drizzle of sesame oil or wok oil. They do a great wok oil in Waitrose, which has got a little bit of ginger and sesame oil kind of infused into it, which is great for stir fries. I
0: will be looking that up. Yeah. Wok oil. I never heard the like. A
4: bit of wok oil. Okay. So that goes in and then the whole thing goes in for twenty five minutes so your potatoes can cook through and your vegetables can get nice and soft.
0: Does it stay at two twenty?
4: It stays hot, yeah. Wow, okay. It gets nice it doesn't it doesn't burn them A lot. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And
0: and the great thing is, if there's a flood in your kitchen, it cooks it really fast. Yeah, (laughs) cooks it really, really quick.
4: Um, Whilst that's happening, we're going to make this sauce. So we're taking hoisin sauce, a little bit of soy sauce, and then I've chopped up two cloves of garlic and a red chilli. You can add as much or as little chilli as your family like. Mm. And some sesame seeds. That all gets mixed together with a little bit of water in a little jug. Then you want to get your sausages and potatoes out, give them a little toss around, cover them in the sauce, nestle in three halves of pak choy or you could use tender stem broccoli or sugar snap peas or basically any green vegetable that will cook reasonably quickly yeah, yeah yeah then the whole thing goes back into the oven for a final 10 minutes should get nice and bubbly the sauce will reduce it will coat all the sausages it will coat all the potatoes then you want to serve it up really good with kind of brown basmati rice or a nice salad and that's your dinner
0: i would say by itself
4: oh by itself yeah because
0: you've got the veg you've got your potatoes you've, you've got, got your sausages you've got your sauce <laughs> yeah well who could ask for anything more as they sing in the West End. <laughs> uh, that is gorgeous. The best sausage tray bake. Um, if you want to find that recipe, you could head to waitrosecom showchef and you can get there. And indeed, all of Martha's recipes are there. And if you want to see it, do check it out on our socials at Virgin Radio UK. Now, uh, as night follows day, uh, sweet normally follows savoury. Uh, what do we have tomorrow? Is it sweet?
4: Tomorrow is sweet. Something very, very apt for bonfire night and you might need to exor- start exercising your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much, Martha. You're welcome. Happy Halloween.
3: Come on, baby, tell me the word
0: of Word Up. Yes, we're hoping to give away a Graham Norton Waitrose gift box including a reusable drinks cup in racing green, Waitrose boot champagne, number one salted caramel truffles, number one aged balsamic vinegar of Modena. It is good stuff and somebody wants to win it. Uh, first up on the line, I think I've got Claire. Hello, Claire.
1: Hi, Goyan.
0: Hi, how are you? I'm
1: great, thank you.
0: Good, good, good. Where are you, Claire? I'm heading towards
1: Sunderland to the winter garden to
0: have a look at that. Lovely. And uh, what does uh, Saturday look like uh, heading towards Sunderland? Is it nice? It's beautiful
1: up here. Yeah, gorgeous. Lovely leaves,
0: autumn awesome colours. Lovely. Wow, I'm very impressed. We'll have a lovely time in Sunderland, Claire. Um, now, Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna play this clip. Um, are you confident? Yes,
1: yeah, very confident. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Can I just say, please don't say a swear word on the radio. I promise I
1: won't. <laughs>
0: okay. Here we go. What is the missing word in this clip of Miriam Margolyes?
1: He was very cross because I, f- and and then he, f- and he f- when I was on the ground, and he f- in my face. Oh. I didn't f- in his face. So I've never quite forgiven him for that.
0: All right, Claire. What do you think the missing word is?
1: I think it's fart.
0: OK. Let's see if you're right.
1: He was very cross because I farted. And and then he farted.
0: Yes, it's, a, it's farted a selection of on the farted, ground, farted and fart. So legs. you're you're in there. You win, Claire. Well done. You're Yay! a winner. You're a winner. Thank you, Lewis. I know, isn't that Thank great? You. Oh, lovely. I'm so excited. Uh, we'll have a lovely time in the Winter Garden in uh, Sunderland. And uh, is there anyone you'd like to say hello to while you're on the radio? Just and my partner and lots of the netball girls in Sunderland and the North East. Lovely netball girls, ahoy! Well done, you uh, have a great day. Thank care, you. thank you so much for ringing in. Lovely to talk to you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank All you right. very much. For you. Take Bye. care of yourself. Bye. Bye. Oh, she's a winner, ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for listening today you can catch me every saturday and sunday from 9 30 on virgin radio follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our youtube channel too just look up at virgin radio uk and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions until next time the graham norton radio show with waitrose food to feel good about virgin radio